over 99% of malaria cases in Brazil occur in the Amazonian region where, for the poorest communities, access to treatment is a struggle, both geographically and financially. Take a listen to hear the experiences of Dr. Delio Pereira, Brazilian medical doctor and researcher in the field of infectious diseases, and Dr. Elodie Jambert, Director of Access and Product Management at MMV, on the challenges inherent in reaching malaria patients in remote areas in the Amazon and how these challenges can be addressed. Dalio, describe the geographical challenges you have encountered in treating and preventing malaria relapse in your community. Most of the communities are very spread out. So we have people living in the middle of the jungle and the, most of the communities are kind of huge. We have some parts of the cities that uh, it's more urban, that they have roads and good access. But you have another part that the most rural and the middle of the jungle that you have to walk a long distance sometimes and they have to take canoes to, to reach the health facilities. And also we have in this region some parts that are less organized communities that came from people that are working in the illegal lumber and mining areas and also in new settlements where there is no proper infrastructure to be assessing malaria and then in diagnostics. All those things, it's very challenging for logistics to take material to the facilities and to train health workers to assess quality control for the materials and the distribution of the drug or medicines to this area. This is very important because this is a challenge for having the very important control in the fight for malaria control there. That would be early diagnostic, timely treatment. And it's important to have follow-ups for assessing the treatment adherence, adverse events, and relapse. Because relapse can bring patients having symptoms again. But in some cases, we are learning that uh, some patients have relapse without symptoms. They are asymptomatic infections. So we are learning that these asymptomatic cases are very important as well to the, the malaria transmission. So all these challenges have to be facing and it's hard sometimes to patients to get to the to the facilities and also the way that sometimes the, the health workers can go to the patient's home. All have to, to overcome the distance by boat and sometimes going through jungle. The trust study now ongoing in two municipalities in Brazil, is a collaboration between the Brazilian Ministry of Health and MMV. The study is investigating the feasibility of rolling out new tools that could contribute towards addressing some of these logistical issues. Could you describe your role in the study and its aims? I'm one of the two principal investigators of the trust study and we're leading this implementation in two municipalities in Brazil. It's one in Manaus and the other one in Rondônia State. It's very important that we are generate evidence on the real world facility of implementation, a single dose cure for relapsing plasmodium vivax malaria. And another thing very important and that we are doing this development as well using of the GCSPD enzyme testing that have to go together with this new treatment. LOD, why was the goal to develop a single-dose cure? 
how can a single dose medicine contribute to addressing some of the logistical challenges discussed earlier? The current standard of care in Brazil is three days of chloroquine for the blood stage treatment, together with seven days of primaquine for the liver stage treatment, or 14 days in other countries. And we know that most patients are not compliant with such a long treatment duration. A single dose may reduce strain on health systems as the treatment will go from seven to three days in total. The main advantage of that is that it increases patient compliance as patients often fail to complete the longer course of treatment because they feel better after the first three days of treatment with chloroquine and may decide to stop the, taking the medicine at that point. If they don't complete the treatment, they risk becoming ill again with further relapses. Increasing compliance means increasing the cure rate, that is to say the number of patients successfully completing treatment and not suffering ongoing relapses. The third advantage is decrease of transmission. During the time that a person is experiencing a Pivavax relapse, parasites emerge in their bloodstream and can be transmitted to other people through mosquito bites. Stopping the relapses through effective treatment reduces onward transmission. Finally, increased patient compliance and cure rate and decreased transmission results in reducing the burden on endemic country health system. This is crucial for the systems to be able to function well and to manage malaria as well as other diseases. What is G6PD testing and why is it necessary? G6PD deficiency is a genetic enzyme disorder. If one individual has G6PD deficiency, then relapse prevention treatments, whether primaquine or tafenoquine, are potentially dangerous for them, as they both come from the same class of drugs known as 8-aminoquinolines. Normal levels of the G6PD enzyme are needed to prevent hemolytic anemia or the premature destruction of red blood cells following treatment with this class of drug. To avoid this hemolysis, it is necessary to test patients for their G6PD enzymatic activity prior to the administration of tafenoquine. Dalio, describe for listeners who may not know the significance of ensuring real-world feasibility of rolling out a particular intervention. A common misconception that because the intervention has been developed, it can readily be rolled out. In reality, it's a much more complicated logistics behind implementation, and particularly in the in the jargon settings. In reality, there can be complicated logistics behind implementation, particularly in jungle settings. I can talk about two different approaches that would be to deliver material, and we have the GCSPD testing that have to be given training how to deal with the material, and the equipment have to be very robust because sometimes we have to take it to the patient's home by motorcycle, sometimes by canoe, and the environment, the humidity, and the weather can be a very challenge to, 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 to this equipment. And uh, also the whole logistical change to deliver this equipment, to supervise the quality control of the used and training people in this different environment as well is very challenging. So implement it in this vast area and uh, so different environment. It's a challenge for the Brazilian government and might be for the municipality as well and other parts of the world. I believe those 
all these informations, it would be very important to help to provide evidence to Ministry of Health on whether to adopt the single dose CUR and GCPD enzyme testing. MMV has been involved in the development of the single dose cure from the very early stages, together with GlaxoSmithKline. The intervention took 10 years to get to the first registration of the drug with the regulatory authority and the work to ensure all patient populations are covered and that access is ensured in endemic countries is still ongoing. LOD, could you describe your view on being part of the journey this intervention has taken? MMV works with uh, partners to develop medicines from early research phases to regulatory approval and beyond. MMV has contributed to the development of this medicine together with GSK since 2008. Now with this study, we accompany the medicine to the last mile to generate evidence on the feasibility of its implementation in a real world setting. It is really interesting to work on this project as um, these new medicines bring light to the patient who are struggling with seven or 14 days of Primaquin. It is very exciting to work with very committed and enthusiastic partners as we are working hand in hand with the Ministry of Health of Brazil and the study research team. Finally, this intervention requires an open-minded approach. We don't know everything. This is why real-world studies are significant for us to better understand how it can be rolled out at country level. LOD and Delio, what are your hopes for the future of combating malaria in remote areas? This is a really exciting time for our vaccine malaria. For the first time in decades, we now have new tools that allow health ministries to effectively tackle the disease. The availability of a point-of-care G6PD test allows health workers to provide patients with appropriate and effective treatment, even in remote areas. I am very optimistic that countries can now make concrete plans to eliminate Vavax malaria. This is a very important time and important achievement. I really would like to see from point here that uh, living next to the areas of uh, transmission malaria that we in the near future we can eliminate malaria that's the point that would like to be and that we don't have malaria anymore so but it's a very challenge for the area where we still have forest we still want to have it and that we have remote areas and people live in that areas so having the good treatment a drug that could be assessed by everyone and a good quality and a good way to treat and the adherence it's perfect for continuing fighting malaria and having this SPD testing, it's uh, something that could give these new treatments and old treatments with a more safety way for the population. But one thing that at most I would like to see is that we fight malaria, keep fighting malaria without having to destroy the environment. So we can still have the jungle, we can have people living there, we can have all this good Amazonic basin and the environment without having malaria as a burden for the population living there. 